in this bonus episode of Don't Look Under the Bed, Nikki and I, along with our friend of the show, Monica Miller, discuss the notion of a candidate shortage in the hospitality industry. This has been outlined in a LinkedIn post by Megan Applegate, who was also a guest this week on the show. Please enjoy. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Don't Look Under the Bed. Today we have our friend of the show, Monica Miller. She's the hospitality coach and she hosts a uh, monthly kids cooking show, soon to be adults, so I'm excited about that. Also, she connects uh, friends and groups um, via a virtual happy hour and also light snacks. So we are thrilled to welcome Monica Miller back to the show. Hey, Monica. Hey. Hi, ladies. Hey. Hey. Yeah, so we're back today to discuss a hot topic that uh, has come up on LinkedIn today. The uh, hospitality recruiter, headhunter, Megan Applegate. So Megan posted a... um, a post relative to companies hiring and things like that. So let me read her post first, and then we'll get into some of the comments and some of the things that spoke to us. So Megan says, companies are looking to hire their teams back, but where is all of the talent? No one is applying. Where are all of the candidates? We all thought the applications would come pouring in with industry professionals jumping at the chance to get back to work when the industry got back on its feet. So what is happening? She goes on to say at least 20% have left for careers in another industry. Some really enjoyed working from home and have found a way to stay put. Some are finding unemployment as the good life. Those still employed are afraid to make a move as they don't want to be the first one in a new company in case things go south again. What candidates are really looking for right now is career safety. These days, it's not about looking for a promotion opportunity as it is about finding a position with a company they know will take care of them. Our industry was tipped upside down not that long ago, and the scars are still very raw for some. Treat your teams well, and we will all recover together. So that yielded a slew of comments on LinkedIn. And we're gonna take a couple of those and have a discussion. Monica, what did you find? That's okay. This is real life. Yes, it is. This is real life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it could be a job. So answer that call, man. I I, I sent the voicemail. Okay. Um, So there was one. Okay. I had two comments. There was a comment that I saw, Robin, you commented on from, I think his name was Bruce, that talked about, you know, it wasn't that what happened, it was how it happened that so many people got let go. And, you know, the feelings are hurt around some of that. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And then he said, it's hard to get over those feelings and potentially expose yourself to those situations again. I was like, oh, I got that. I understand that. The comment that caught me off guard was from a recruiter that said, essentially, like maybe when the stimulus checks dry up, she'll get applicants. That's, yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I felt I felt a way about that as well. As someone that literally applies for jobs every single day in the industry and outside of the industry. I mean, I'm applying for hourly jobs now. So yeah, I was offended by that as well. Yeah. I was, I was shocked that I was like, well, you're a recruiter. Like, yeah, you're that part. It was like, I get it by my regular, you know, person, like you, you know, mm -hmm. been in their stimmy, you know, getting crab legs and going to Mexico or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're a recruiter, like you're, and this is a professional platform. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's your, that's what you feel. That's your perception is that, yeah. 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 Which but is what sad. Did you find? Yeah. Which, which is really sad. Yeah. So I'm here to tell you right now, um, I'm not living off of my stimulus check and buying crab legs or waiting for it to dry up before I look for a job. I mean, I've literally been out of work since November and have been on several live interviews and um, like I said, applying for everything in and out of the industry. So that was a little bit tone deaf on the recruiter's part. So that's all I have to say about that. It was just, but then, you know, I actually ran into a former colleague who is still working at the grocery store. And, you know, we're just a little messy people. Just, mm -hmm. But um, he, was, <laughs> he was just saying how, you know, some of his staff who are still receiving unemployment, it was like, they're living the life. Unemployment is looking better. And I was like, that's what we think. And I had to take myself after seeing her comment, I was like, well, maybe that's what they really think is going on mm -hmm. out here that it, it is looking more appealing than I took a pay cut. I lost my benefits, but I'm still employed. So, you know, I'm trying to, you know, balance it out. Like, well, maybe it does look appealing, but it's not permanent. And it's, it's not permanent. Right. And well, and I, th I think people that make comments like that have no idea when when you're used to bringing in a certain amount of money and even with the stimulus it might be you know a quarter maybe half or you know just depending on where you fall on the scale um it, it's it's not a payday you know it's it's not a pay, it's it really it's isn't a salary it's a one time it, it's at best, a bonus check if you ever got one, but it's, it's at it's best not an annual salary. Does it right. not make yeah. like okay, you can float one more month? Like yeah. okay, right? Yeah. Thirty days. <laughs> 30 I'm good. Days. For, I'm good for thirty days. Yeah, live my best life in these thirty. I guess according. Oh to my you. god, that is crazy, Nikki. What comment um, spoke to you? I, you know, there this this whole. Um, peace and just I mean and I'm kind of with Bruce Johnson where it it did feel like a firing 
you know, um, and, you know, and just one point that really jumped out for me is when he says, these weren't hospitable moments. Mm. And, you know, I said, we, we as hoteliers, we're charged with taking care of people, providing that feeling of warmth and, and light to them. Yeah. However, you know, and, and not just on my personal experience, but even coming out of my office in the beginning and seeing like two of my coworkers pack up their things, yeah. you know, it was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to hang on for a few, few months beyond that. I didn't leave until July, mm-hmm. but um, you know, that, I mean, it was just kind of scary, yeah. you know, and, and we've talked about this where I said, you know, I always felt like I would leave this hotel, but not like this. Right. <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like and this. so talk about <laughs> that like for this. a minute because you didn't leave until July. So after everybody was let go, um, you were still in the hotel, but not in the sales capacity. What were you doing? Right. I was in housekeeping. I was um, the barista. I probably spent the longest amount of time in the market area and, you know, making the coffee drinks and uh, helping out a little bit in the kitchen. So it was, you, you fell in where you were needed. Mm-hmm. I know I wasn't, I mean, there'd be weeks where I wouldn't even go to my office. Right. You know, I, when I went back, finally went back to my office, it was to clean it out. Yeah. And so, so yeah. Yeah. So Bruce spelled that out perfectly because again, it was not hospitable. It was kind of like, listen, we have to do what we have to do and deuces. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I do it, it, because of the, the nature of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think this was the part that just kind of burnt me, if you will, mm-hmm. was we all knew what it was. We yeah. all saw what was happening. Right. But the way it was handled. Yeah. You know, you got to handle people mm-hmm. a certain way, you know, where you, you've been in the industry long enough, you know what this, you know, you yeah. know what it is, right. but it's just how people were handled. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's, that has a lot of people afraid to go back to the industry. Yeah. How, how was it for you, Monica? How was it handled? I think they did the best they could. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, you know, I was, so I stayed, started staying home. Right. When things started heating up, I was like, my kids are at home. I'm staying at home. Don't call me in if you need anything. And we didn't really have a formal work from home thing, but I said, my kids are here. Yeah. It was jarring with the day I go in, my whole team gets furloughed. No. Yeah. My whole team gets furloughed the day I go in. I'm like, y'all set me up. Yeah. But, <laughs> but they knew they needed um, a, a softer spot. And I'm yeah. really close to my team. So if I they did it without me being there, mm-hmm. I think it would worse. Um, and you know, it was the game was like double dutch. I don't think anyone that was on that side, like we knew what was happening. But yeah. Like, I don't think anybody was prepared for it to happen this long. Like the whole mask, like we didn't, own, we didn't own a mask. Yeah. That was like yeah. part of our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. were working through it. I, I have, I'll give grace there. Cause yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's new for everybody, but mm-hmm. when you look at it and look back, what is it that they could have done differently to make you feel better about the situation? You know, like Bruce mentioned something about being hospitable and 
you know, whatever. Is there anything that could have been done to make you feel better about the situation? My annoyance only came with the fact that, so I was told I was coming back twice. And then it was like, you're not coming back. And then, okay, we're going to push it. And then it's, you're laid off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Furlough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. cushion is like, okay, well, I still have a job mm-hmm. like hanging out there in the world. And it was like, no, I got upgraded. I got VIP diamond membered about the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have a story. Um, I was listening to um, Timothy put the Cattell on his podcast today. And he had um, a gentleman on there from um, Honest Burger. And he talked about when they furloughed their people. And he told this fantastic story about how they stayed connected. They had sort of like an, um, an intranet. You remember how Marriott used to have MarWeb and you can go on there and oh, yeah. have resources, you know, where you get your employee form and all that stuff. Um, he talked about how they could go on there and they had a chat box. They could talk amongst each other to discuss like, and they told them what a furlough was. They explained all that. They laid it all out for them, you know, how much money you'd be getting every week and when you could expect to come back. They had um, business updates. They had mental health checkups to check up on you. They delivered smoothies to the people, to their homes. Yeah, this is in the UK. So, (laughs) so yeah, we're not doing that here, but they stayed engaged with all of their associates during this time of lockdown. And I thought to myself, wow, it would have been nice just to have somebody call and say, hey, how are you? You know, what's going on? Even if they couldn't do anything, but, you know. We had email, so I'll say our HR. Oh, did you? Okay, good. She was was, um, at the beginning sending emails. Okay. Like, so. So Mary was sitting out the, you know, mental health kind of stuff. Or okay. If you need to get a box of food or groceries, like oh. she was, she was actually pretty on it. Um, okay. Sending out things like resources in the local area. That's encouraging. Okay, so, good. You know, I, I think I, I will say I'm, I was lucky in that regard. That okay. They paid attention and wanted to have the human element, but it still was quiet on the other side. Like the people yeah. thought, like it was, every day every mm-hmm. day and you just slowly just dissolve yeah those yeah what about you nikki did you have any uh, connections interactions that I you did not initiate yourself uh, well and it came from the team okay yeah you know it came from the team and you know i i worked for someone that i had worked previously worked for so I did, you know, and, and still do keep in touch with him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's kind of, it's, it's strange because we were in a situation where no one had ever experienced this before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's that line between doing what needs to be done and not knowing what to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, I think the hurt feelings come from, wow, you know, but also, well, this is what had to be done. So yeah. it's, 
you know, it, it really, it's, it's a slippery slope. I think. Yeah. And I mean, I, I get it. It's a business decision. I mean, nobody's booking group right now, so I get it. So <laughs> clearly they don't need, they don't need a group sales manager, you know? Correct. Um, so I, I totally understand, but to say, which leads us back to the original post that there's, there are no candidates out there that I just, I just can't, um, I, I can't go with that notion that there are no candidates. Like right now in Houston, I would say there are less than 20 sales positions available. Right. So there may be right. positions, you know, there's front desk agents and valet drivers and, you know, waiters and things like that. But those positions, yeah, those are available. But in terms of management, I'm not seeing any of them. And the ones that are available, yes, I have applied for all of them, which brings <laughs> me to my comment from, uh, from the um, post that says, for everyone posting that they're not receiving candidates, please message me. I know several award-winning candidates searching in several markets, including myself. As a job seeker, I'm finding a lack of response from potential employers, sure. sometimes weeks or months, others not at all. I've submitted several applications and then have been advised that the hiring process has stopped. Many hotel management companies have furloughed or laid off staff only to rehire at lower salaries and full service employees moved into select service just to get back to work. So. It's true. Yeah. So I've seen actually a, a little bit of a resurgence up here um, for positions director of events um just i've seen a little uptick literally this week mm -hmm. yeah this week petition positions excuse me um coming online but like um in the your last podcast people are like do i move and then become non-tenured or you know first in first out mm -hmm. there was another article that said people are sheltering in place that was the literal word sheltering in place mm -hmm. in their jobs like yeah you know I, I'm not, I'm not coming up off of anything. Yeah. So getting your foot in the door. And um, when I spoke with um, WSJ last week, there's a fear factor of going back into hospitality. You love it and you want to grind for it. I know you love it. Mm -hmm. You'll do that. But other people are like, y'all doesn't hurt me. I don't yeah. want to say I'm going to, you know, take my toys and, and, and. Yeah, sure. I'm way. picking up my mat and I'm leaving. I'm leaving. So, <laughs> I think the industry thought everyone was just going to come rushing and running back. Yeah. See very clearly. Wait a minute. All yeah. these people don't have to report in a building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Like the 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 the, the world. <laughs> can, can yeah. Survive remotely, but I do, and we won't. We won't acquiesce. Yeah. Or we're slow to acquiesce. Or mm -hmm. like I'm supposed to grind out these 60 hours yeah for a quarter of their salary like mm -hmm. we're just starting people are just starting to look at things a little bit differently now right. that we're outside and we've been pushed out here now we have mm -hmm. to look differently mm -hmm. you're and when you say that um it goes back to this article that i was reading where it it talks about how this is the first time ever that any of us have had you know 
had an opportunity to step away from the hotel and you've had this amount of time, some being a year, eight months, you've never had eight months to think, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm working 60 hours. Wow. My blood pressure is through the roof. You know, am I going to hit these numbers? Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, or I'm traveling here or I'm going there. This is the first time for most people in their careers that they have actually had time to take a step back or as you say, go outside Mm -hmm. and, and really, and then it's like, do I want to, you know, do I even want to be doing that anymore? And that's where we are right now. Do we even want to? And so, yeah. Monica, where can we find you? On social media? Yes. Absolutely. You can find me on all channels at the hospitality coach. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram um, and TikTok and um, Facebook, but yep. At the hospitality coach is the easiest way to find me, or you can visit my website, www.mothehospitalitycoach.com. Excellent. Any, any words of optimism as we close out today? either one of y'all. I mean, I just, I think you, I think you have to, no, I think you, you have to protect your peace. Yes. That, you know, that you found and like, you know, like many in our field, we are all lovers of everything Mm -hmm. hospitality related. Yes. And I mean, hopefully we can find ways to, to tie all that together. Yeah you know, in some way, shape or form. And, um, you know, it's just the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown. So, you know, but you got to protect your peace. You have to protect your peace. Yeah. Monica, any last thoughts? Yeah. Um, you know, from our first encounter together to now, I'm just really encouraged to tell everyone, just keep pursuing your passion and, and, it sounds cliche. It doesn't even, I, you want to be like, well, what does that even mean? But it's just that thing that gnaws at you that you just enjoy doing mm-hmm. and you'll do for free. Um, and, you know, the hospitality coach was born off of boredom and Instagram. That yeah. is where that came from. Wow. And, yeah. Um, I'm just, you know, continue to push it that while applying for jobs, I don't want to give up on it. So that is what I came to the conclusion. Like right. even if the job comes tomorrow that like puts me right back where I was salary wise, I don't want to give up on all the momentum mm-hmm. that uh, 2020 gave me mm-hmm. and that fire that got lit. I'm going to continue to keep it going. So something will come and it, it will fit if, if you are vibrationally matched to it. Mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks. Right. If you yeah. are a match to it, it will come to you. But I think there's something to be said for where you are in your life on this day yeah. and platform, and um, just, just, just go with it. I don't know. Yeah. When does your article publish from the Wall Street Journal? I don't know. Okay. I think I gave her too many things to think about. And, <laughs> and um, I was, ner- I was so nervous. I was so nervous to do it. Because, uh, you know, you don't want to sabotage your career, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Print forever. I don't want to sabotage. You have to, use, you have to use your inside voice and you have to put your filter on. Right. And I'm bad at both. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> failure. Same. 
So I, I, I bad employee. I was, I was like, oh, did I say anything? Did I say right? <laughs> did I mention any names? <laughs> I, I hope I shined a good light because I don't. I, even with the other stuff, I, I don't want to tell badly about anybody and their. No, problems. absolutely not. No. But you know, I'm just saying, like you know, it's hard out here, mm-hmm. and um, I know they're a very conservative publication. You got this regular black girl from Prince George's County, Maryland, and just let it go. <laughs> and that's good because you're speaking for a lot of us, your perspective and your voice is valuable and we appreciate it and we appreciate you. So thank you so much for joining us today. And, um, listen, I can, this is the first day of the first quarter, I guess. So I'm hoping second quarter, you too. by the end of second quarter, we are going to be doing something. I actually got pre-screened eligible for a job. I was like, what? Oh, snap. I made it through the the bots. Breaking news. Breaking news, (laughs) y'all. Congratulations. I get a turn down every day. And I was like, okay. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's somebody, there is somebody behind the curtain. The whiz or the wizard, whatever. Oh my God. Well, you ladies have a great day and thank you so much for your uh, perspective and uh, we will talk again soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you for joining us on Don't Look Under the Bed podcast. Please subscribe, like, comment, and tell a friend. We also encourage you to share your stories at stories at don'tlookunderthebed.org.